Welcome to Breaking Bears, the all-new Facebook Live team-centric show all about the Chicago Bears. I'm your host, Kevin Boylan. Later on, we'll be joined by our expert, Matt Urich of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. We've got a jam-packed show today, very first show, and we hope it's a good one. First thing we need you guys to do is vote in that poll. Will Mitchell Trubisky have a breakout year? If you think yes, hit that heart button. If you think no, this won't be the year, hit that sad face. We got a lot of stuff to talk about once York gets here. First and foremost, the breaking news involving Cameron Meredith, and then we'll move on to the number eight pick and what the Bears are going to do in the first round of the draft how they can fix their pass rush in the draft and beyond. And then Yurik has an incredible take on Jordan Howard, the star running back of the Chicago Bears. Later, if you stick around long enough, we'll open up the floor to you guys at home in the comment section and those of you with phones to call in and ask Matt anything you want. So stick around for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we hope you enjoy this very first episode of Breaking Bears. On that note, what do you say we welcome in Matt Yurick? There he is, Matt. How's it going today? It's going good, Kev. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm glad everything is going great. It looks awesome. I'm ready to get this started. How about you? Oh, I'm super excited. I can't wait to get this thing going. All right, let's jump right into it then. Before we discuss this poll, the breaking news is much more important. The Bears did not match the offer sheet that the Saints extended to wide receiver Cameron Meredith. That means Meredith is now a Saint. Did the Bears make the right decision here? I say no. I say the Bears did not make the right decision today with Cameron Meredith. I think conventional wisdom, a lot of people believed that Cam Meredith was coming back. I was one of them. Chicago has plenty of cap space, so it's clearly not a money issue. Uh, he was offered a two-year deal worth $10 million. Bears gave him the original round tender at $1.9 million, just a little bit more than that. They could have placed a, a second round tender on him for just over $2 million or about a $1 million more than what they offered him. So clearly they weren't sold on bringing him back, but still a little surprise. Now it just leaves this big hole for the Chicago Bears at the wide receiver position. We know they signed Allen Robinson. We know they signed Taylor Gabriel. But now that number three spot is so wide open, and it's Kevin White. Can he earn that spot? He's done very little up to this point. So, so yes, I'm surprised by this move, and, and I think it was a bad decision by the Chicago Bears. Yes, I think a lot of people in the comment section agree with you. Just taking a stroll through there, Antron says, Putting so much stock in injured players seems to be the Chicago way, shaking my head. And that brings me to the thought of another wide receiver with the Bears this year, Allen Robinson. He only had one catch last year before tearing his ACL. Are the Bears putting too much stock in these injured players? I think they are, and it's something that's not, and to his point, the Bears, they've not been afraid to take risks on injured guys. It happened with Pernell McPhee when they signed him back in 2015. He already had the injury history with the knee, so I, I understand to a point not wanting to have two banged-up wide receivers, Cam Meredith coming off the ACL injury last year as well, and and obviously with Allen Robinson coming off the same injury, but but. Cam Meredith also had an MCL injury too, so that could have played into it. But reports at this point say that's exactly why Chicago didn't want to bring him back was because of the injury. And it's just interesting that they say they don't want him because of an injury, yet they paid three years, $25 million guaranteed, $40-some million to Allen Robinson. So kind of a double standard there. 
Yeah, I'm interested, too, to see how this wide receiver core comes together moving forward. Remember, they also picked up Taylor Gabriel, and I know he's not a wide receiver, but a very athletic tight end in Trey Burton. What do you think the plans are at wide receiver moving uh, forward for these Bears? Well, I think now you have to explore what's out there in the free agent market. A guy like Jeremy Macklin makes sense. He played in this system under Matt Nagy in Kansas City. He was in Philadelphia with Andy Reid. So he knows the system. That's a possibility. Maybe bringing back a guy like Dontrell Inman, who, who had a little bit of a connection last year with, with Mitch Trubisky late in the season. That's a possibility. But now I think, I think it, the focus should squarely fall on this year's draft. And there's opportunities now to draft a wide receiver and it should be a high priority now because Mr. Trubisky needs those weapons. Yes, and I see in the comments section you've uh, trained some very smart Bears fans because Ben in the comments beat you to it on the Jeremy Macklin said must mean Macklin is coming and then a lot of fans in the comments section here saying it's time for Cameron Sutton. John is one of them. We'll talk a little bit more about what the Bears will do in the draft in a minute but I want to get to this poll and it was rocking earlier. Let's take a look at it and uh, we'll get your opinion on Mitchell Trubisky. So Mitchell Trubisky first year last year had a 59.4 completion percentage, 6.6 .6 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, for a rating of 77.5. He went four and eight as the starter, but is he on the verge of a breakout year? Kind of like what we saw in Jared Goff and Carson Wentz last year. What's your take on the poll? I definitely think it's a possibility. I've said it all along that they, since the end of last season, he was in a bad spot with John Fox, Dow Loggins. They did not know what to do with Mitch Trubisky. So now you have, they, they bring in a head coach who has been known to develop quarterbacks in a guy like Matt Nagy, uh, a new offensive coordinator, Mark Helfrich, who should play into Mitch Trubisky's strengths. So to me and even now with this news with cam meredith i still believe that they're putting him in the right position to succeed and i think that as of right now you have to feel really good about mitch trubisky taking off in 2018. i think there's got to be a lot of fans feeling the exact same way especially when you look around the nfc and you see all the teams that so quickly got so good whether it's the rams whether it's the eagles the vikings you could even throw into that category uh, considering the murkiness they had at the quarterback position. So there's a lot of exciting uh, possibilities for Mitchell Trubisky this year. But were you surprised to see the poll this lopsided? Right now, 130 people have voted, yes, this will be a breakout year for Mitchell Trubisky, whereas only three people have voted no. Yeah, I will say I'm a little surprised it's that lopsided, to be honest. I know when uh, in, in prior Facebook Lives that we've had before, we've, we've had our share of, of Mitch Trubisky naysayers. And so I think I think a lot of people are buying into this belief now. And, and even with, like I mentioned before, even with Cameron Meredith leaving, I think there's still this this aura of, of belief in what the bill, uh, what the Bears are building. Still a lot, lot left to do, but I think uh, it's pretty clear the Bears fans are excited about them. Ronald in the comments with his hot take says, I think Mitch will go out of 2018 with an 87.0 quarterback rating and they will own the North, the Bears. So the Bears fans coming in strong already in the comment section right now showing their support for Mitchell Trubisky. So 
I don't know, Matt. I thought that was going to be a little more controversial. We'll come back to that poll in just a bit. But in order for Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears to succeed in this coming season, they've got to nail the draft, especially that first pick. Now, whether they actually pick at number eight remains to be determined. You're in the camp that says, hey, maybe they should think about trading back. I want to know what are the factors that will determine a draft day trade and which team should we be on the lookout for that could possibly make that happen for Chicago? So a lot of things are playing into this and, and particularly now with, with the Cameron Meredith news, before you would have said Chicago would not be in the running for a wide receiver in the first round, a Calvin Ridley or maybe even a Cortland Sutton a little bit later, but now this opens up a chance for them to possibly trade back. Say Quentin Nelson is no longer on the board, the talented guard from Notre Dame, say Minka Fitzpatrick's gone, and one of these quarterbacks are still sitting there, whether it's a Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield, there's some teams behind him, behind them that make sense who would want to trade up. You look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they signed Sam Bradford. They have Mike Lennon. They need a young quarterback. Moving up in this year's draft would make a lot of sense. Make a lot of sense, too, for a team like Buffalo. We've already seen them move up. They traded Cordy Glenn. They got to the, what, the number 12 pick from Cincinnati, meaning there's a chance for them to also move into the top 10 or to that number eight spot if Chicago doesn't have somebody they like there or that they love. Moving back makes sense because this team lost a third-round pick last year by trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky. They could use all the help they can get. So I think if they could trade back, and even if it's something like, I, I highly doubt New England's going to want to jump into the top 10, top 8 there to grab a quarterback. But they have two picks there at the end of this year's draft. If you can grab two first-round picks and you're Chicago, you could still find a really talented wide receiver at that spot. You could shore up the offensive line. There's some good guards in this draft. So I think there's plenty of possibilities for Chicago to trade back. My only issue with Chicago trading back is this is a team that's finished below 500 each of the past four seasons. Now, I know they're dealing with a new head coach this year in Matt Nagy, so fresh slate, you shouldn't really look at all that. But how can a team that's finished so poorly so many years in a row afford to move out of the top ten? They should be looking to scarf up as many top ten picks as possible. And, and I understand your point, and they need superstar talent, but I think there's still so many holes on so many levels here for this team. And, and granted, they've been lauded for having a really solid, a really strong offseason. We've seen it. You know, they add wide receivers. They add Trey Burton. They they went out there and they addressed the cornerback position by bringing back two of their own and Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara. But I still feel like – they have to grab as much talent as they can get. And if that's outside of the top 10, uh, especially if a guy like Quentin Nelson is not there, I, I think Nelson's the best player in this year's draft. The Minka Fitzpatrick is gone. I don't think there's someone there who is tr would truly be worth that eighth overall pick. And for Chicago needing pass rushers, I don't see anybody outside of Bradley Chubb being worthy of a top 10 pick. And at this point, they, they stand no chance of getting Bradley Chubb. Andrea in the comments says stay at eight, and I think I agree with her because there's a lot of quarterbacks in this year's class, and they're not all worth top five picks. However, many of them may go in that top five. There's going to be some people reaching for the Baker Mayfields, maybe even the Lamar Jacksons of this year's draft, and that means talented guys that are worth those top five picks are going to fall to number eight, whether it's Quentin Nelson. I don't think it'll be Bradley Chubb or Saquon Barkley, but could you imagine if it was? I think Bears fans would be very happy to stay at and go get them at this point. 
You're watching Breaking Bears right now. I'm Kevin Boylard. He's Matt Yurick, and we're talking all bears. It's your first bears-centric Facebook Live here from the Nashville studio. Matt joins us from outside Chicago on Skype. So we're going to move on here because there's other things the bears have to address other than the offense. We've talked Mitchell Trubisky. We've talked the wide receivers, and we talked the eighth overall pick. But one of the biggest things they need to address this year is their pass rush. What is going on with that pass rush, and how can they fix it with the draft and maybe even some guys who are already on the team? Yeah, this it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that the outside linebackers slash pass rushing spots have not really been discussed that much when it comes to the Bears. Leonard Floyd, he's coming off a season-ending injury. They released Pernell McPhee and Willie Young. That frees up a huge need. I mean, both of those guys, granted, they were injured last season, haven't banged up the last few years, but they've been key parts of this defense that last year finished 10th in the NFL and overall defense. They did go out there, they signed Aaron Lynch, which is a nice addition, but it's a one-year deal. He had a lot of success with Vic Fangio in his rookie season in 2014, but up to this point, he hasn't really done a whole lot since. So Chicago desperately needs to address that position. I think this year's draft, while not very top-heavy, I think there are a lot of talented players. And to go back to the trading down uh, issue we were talking about just a few uh, minutes ago, that trading down makes sense for this team because there could be some pass rushers where you can get really good value later in this draft with guys like a Harold Landry possibly falling to the mid-level of this of the first round of this draft, Marcus Davenport, guys like that. So I think those are the areas they need to concern themselves with because you have to have a pass rush in, in the modern NFL, and that's just something the Bears don't have at this point. Let's talk about a couple guys in particular. One of them you wrote about in a prospect profile for the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports, Arden Key, the defensive end outside linebacker from LSU. Now, he comes with some red flags. Are those at all a concern to Bears fans? There's certainly a concern with Arden Key. Last, last spring, he left the team for a couple months, and then it plays into question whether or not Arden Key is 100% sold on playing at this level. And you hate, to, you hate to project what a guy will do when he gets money and gets paid, and so it, it makes it difficult to want to invest a lot of money and invest a high draft pick in a guy like Arden Key if there's still questions about his dedication to the game and his dedication to playing at a high level in the NFL. Granted, he would be a great fit for the Bears. I love what he can do off the edge. When he is motivated, he has a great first step. He could have been a, a top 15 pick in this year's draft had he not missed so much time last season and been kind of out of the loop. But I definitely think there's a ton of talent there, a high-risk, high-reward type of player. And uh, if Chicago's willing to pull the trigger and if he's there in the second round, I definitely think he's someone to keep an eye on. Okay, I need you to pick one now. Harold Landry, Marcus Davenport, Lorenzo Carter. You can only have one. Which one are you going with? Ooh, that's tough because I think all three offer a lot of different but very dynamic things. I think Harold Landry is the most explosive out of all those players. I would take him. I think he's the most refined. Uh, he had a really good 2016 season last year. Had a little bit of dip in his production. But I think overall he has the most upside. I think he has the highest ceiling of those players. Uh, you look at Davenport and you look at, at uh, uh, Lorenzo Carter as well. And I think both of those guys have the physical tools, but they're not – maxed out yet and there's still a belief that you could get a lot out of them but there's still a lot of work to do i don't think carol landry has a lot of work to do to become a really good nfl pass rusher 
Chris in the comments has a question for you. What's the probability of Chicago bringing back Willie Young just on a cheaper deal? I know there was some potential for him earlier on. You know, I, I'm not sure if Willie's going to be in the plans. He has said all along, from the moment the Bears became a 3-4 defense back in 2015, and even though he made that move to outside linebacker, he said he was a 4-3 defensive end. And I think he was surprised to be let go. I think he should probably be able to find a market somewhere for a 4-3 defense that wants a, a veteran pass rusher. I think what makes more sense is bringing back a guy like Lamar Houston, who was with the team last offseason, got injured, got waved, played for the Houston Texans, came back, had a pretty solid finish to the year. So I think he's someone to at least keep an eye on because I think bringing him back makes a lot more sense than bringing back Willie really Young. Awesome question from Chris in the comments. If you have a question for Matt, make sure you're dropping it in the comments section now. But first, Matt, are you ready to trigger the masses? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so Jordan Howard, it's been a controversial situation, weird situation where he deleted all of his Bears pictures on Instagram and put them back on Instagram. There seems to be some unhappy waters, I guess you could say, between Jordan Howard and the Bears. And you think that they should trade him or at least can get away with trading him. What's your take? you got to explain yourself here. <laughs> All right, so I'll explain myself. We, we had the rumors that came out in early March just after the combine that had said the Bears and the Dolphins were discussing a trade for Jarvis Landry, a swap of first-round picks, Jordan Howard being in the mix. And it makes sense to and, – and here's the reason why, to, to move on from a guy like Jordan Howard. And I know he's, he's rushed for more yards than any player in team history through the first two seasons of his career, which is saying a lot for – Bears organization that had Gail Sayers and Walter Payton, but he's not a great fit in Matt Nagy's offense. Matt Nagy has sort of hinted at that at times this offseason because Jordan Howard is not a very good pass catcher. You look at what Kareem Hunt did last year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he he's very good at catching the football out of the backfield. That has been by far Jordan Howard's weakness. And while I'm not saying that Jordan Howard is not a good running back, he he very much is. But I'm in the camp that, for the most part, NFL running backs are a dime a dozen. Unless you're an Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Le'Veon Bell, a player of that stature, I don't think you're truly worth whatever what maybe you believe you are. So I think in a scenario, let's let's say as we talked before about a Bradley Chubb. If the Bears want Bradley Chubb, maybe there's a team up there that's willing to move out of one of those top spots and and they want to swap picks. You add in a Jordan Howard and you pick up a Bradley Chubb in the mix, I'd be okay with that. I, I know fans are not going to agree with this, but the, the NFL, Jordan Howard's a fifth-round pick. It proves that you can find really talented running backs late in the draft. I think this year's draft class has some really solid running backs as well. And, and the fact that Matt Nagy hasn't been 100% sold on Jordan Howard, I think that's part of the reason why I'd be willing to at least entertain the idea of trading him. Esteban in the comments says, it's all smoke and mirrors. Ant says, no, keep Howard. So you've, you've stirred him up a bit. And it's <laughs> funny that you mention Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell because they're the only two running backs in the entire NFL who have rushed for more yards than Jordan Howard over the past two seasons. And it's really, really close. So I would maybe argue that running back value is on the rise. Le'Veon Bell, he's going to play for $15 million this year under the franchise tag, and that's if he doesn't sign a long-term contract, which he's trying to push for $17 million. I would argue that maybe the running back position is on the rise in terms of value, and the Bears, 
maybe they found, you know, hey, they got ahead of this whole thing, and maybe you don't want to lose that when in a year or two everyone's paying big money and going and drafting running backs in the first five, ten picks. Hey, you got Jordan Howard in the fourth. Well, hey, and, and that's the thing. And as of right now, if, if you're a team that is on the verge of, of uh, and for Chicago, you're hoping you're on the verge of, of being a playoff contending type team, having Jordan Howard under contract for two more seasons at a relatively cheap price, that's a pretty good thing as well. I just, when, when you say a guy like Le'Veon Bell, and the kind of money that he's going to attract and want to attract, Le'Veon does so much. And, and the fact that he can be such a weapon out of the backfield. And while Ezekiel Elliott hasn't had as many opportunities to be that type of running back, I think he has far better hands than a guy like Jordan Howard. And and the fact that Kansas City, and, and even if you look at what Philadelphia has done and what they did last year, that was a running back by committee sort of scenario there with Jay Ajayi, Corey uh, Clement, and uh, who else? I'm, I'm lost on who else. Blunt, yeah, yes, oh, man, a lot of them. Take your pick. Yeah, so so teams I think have found that you could still be successful with a running back by committee sort of scenario, and you can have guys that do specialized things. So I think if a team covets Jordan Howard enough, it's it's at, like I said before, it's at least worth exploring that option. Yeah, and the fans in the comments section are echoing you, Phil Berry in all catch in all caps. Howard can't catch. So it is a you know the reason Le'Veon Bell is getting paid so much is because he really does play almost two positions Jordan Howard he's gonna have to expand his skill set to be on that level all right that does it for our prepared content but we're not done we want to hear from you next it's your turn to get your comments and questions in for Matt also we're opening the phone lines right now if you've got a question you want to talk to Matt directly our phone lines are open that number is 615 422-5240, go ahead and give us a call. In the meantime, while we're waiting for that phone to ring, I don't know how long it's going to take, I'll look through some of these comments we've got here and see what you guys are thinking. So maybe Nick Chubb in the sixth or seventh round, Jeff Crouch says, I don't think Nick Chubb's going to be around that long, but Nick Chubb, maybe a good replacement for Jordan Howard? Yeah, he would definitely be a great replacement, and I'm with you. I don't think he's going to last that long. Another name who I think is interesting is Royce Freeman from Oregon, played under Mark Helfrich there, so there's that connection. Makes a lot of sense. I think he's got pretty decent hands. He's someone I would think would be there fifth, sixth round. Um, but, yeah, if, if they would trade Jordan Howard, you have to then put a premium on the running back position. I think uh, a guy like Saquon Barkley makes a ton of sense in this offense. I just don't think he would he would ever be available for the Bears at number eight. All right, we've got our first caller on the line right now. Welcome to Breaking Bears. What's your name? I'm assuming you're a Bears fan. Hello? Are you there? Hey, hey, hey Matt. He can, how's it he going? Can, he can hear you. Yeah, what's how's it going? Yeah, what's it going? What's your question for Matt? What's up, Matt? Um, this is Dalton. I'm one of the biggest Bears fans that you'll ever meet. Um, I always watch your uh, live videos, and I'm always commenting good things. But I was wondering, what did you think about the Bears maybe drafting maybe this kid from Ohio State, uh, the center, and maybe moving uh, Cody Whitehair back to guard? I would think that would be a good, good move to make right there. Uh, even if we, I mean, they're saying if we don't get Quinn Nelson, that'll be a great move. Um, um, and what about, what do you think about the Bears maybe going out for a guy like Brian Cushing as a pass rusher or a guy like that? 
So what, sit back and what you guys think. So what do you think, Matt Urich to guard? Or I'm sorry, white hair to guard. I don't know if you could play guard, maybe too. But white hair to guard, and uh, maybe bringing in Brian Cushing. What's your thoughts on that? Well, first, I know he was talking about Billy Price there, the the uh, Ohio State guard center. I believe that's who he was commenting on there first. I know Dalton is a he is a big fan, a guy who's always on our Facebook live. So I appreciate the call in. That's great. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're referencing Billy Price, the guard center from Ohio State, he tore his I believe it was his peck maybe at the NFL scouting combine doing the bench press. But if he falls to the second round, I think that's tremendous value, and I agree. With you if you draft the guy like billy price and if he's healthy slide white hair over to the left guard position you got price who could play center or if you feel more comfortable with cody white hair you could play price at left guard there is the the worry of course of, of price coming off the injury now in terms of what you're talking about with brian cushing uh, honestly i don't think he's that great of a fit to be honest I, I think time has sort of passed him by um i think there's probably still some other options that they will look at later on after i, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of moves in terms of free agency right now i think once the draft hits you'll have a better idea of where they still need to go but i don't see brian cushing as an option all right we've got another caller here you're on the air right now welcome to breaking bears what's your name and what's your question for matt Guys, how you doing? What's up, Matt? Hey, how's it going? Um, I wanted to address the Cameron Meredith situation. I'm kind of surprised that Chicago let him go. Um, is there still anybody out there that is close to what Cam Meredith brought to us when he was when he was an undrafted free agent coming to Chicago? Ah, uh, boy, that's tough. I don't think there's anybody really readily available who is still young can still provide the sort of things that Cameron Meredith was able to do I I love what Cam the progression that we saw from Cameron Meredith was really impressive from a undrafted rookie who had only played two years as a as a wide receiver before that being a quarterback to becoming what he was in 2016 in terms of guys available on the market we talked about Jeremy Macklin I think he makes sense because he knows this system uh, another name who I think is a little interesting is Willie Sneed, who is there in New Orleans, a restricted free agent, and he hasn't had a whole lot of movement. And, and while Sneed had some couple good years, he's been really down the last two seasons. Uh, why not take a flyer on a guy like that? I don't think him and Cam Meredith have the exact same skill set, but I think Sneed would be an interesting option out of the slot for the Bears. Naturally, it's tough to predict. Hey, who's out there that could be like an undrafted free agent and go on to have almost 900 yards receiving? So <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you uh, making making the best uh, to come up with an answer for that. By the way, in the comments section, they've just gone off the rails. I'm looking in here now. Spencer and Eric are getting into it because Eric, I think, I'm sorry, Sean says, will the Bears trade down with Miami to 11th and a third for Baker Mayfield? So I don't know. The Bears, Bears fans may be looking for Baker Mayfield. Let's get one more call in here while we got you. Welcome to Breaking Bears. What's your name and what's your question for Matt? Hey, what's up? This is Josue. You always say my name wrong in the live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What, um, my, what? my question is, uh, let's say if a big if, if we get uh, like a, a trade for the for two uh, picks in the first round, like from Buffalo or like from the Patriots, who, which two players would make sense to get, you know, with that, uh, with those two picks in the first round? 
Well, I definitely think that if they trade back and say they did do a deal with Buffalo, they snagged two picks or they, they snagged two picks from New England, I think it makes a lot of sense to get a, a one of the wide receivers. I think Calvin Ridley would make a ton of sense. Uh, and then outside of that, I think you really just look for the best value. Like we talked about with pass rushers, maybe a Harold Landry in, in one of those scenarios. Maybe you'd be willing to take him in the early 20s if you got that Buffalo pick or maybe a little bit later if he's still there. Same with the Marcus Davin. But I definitely think if they did trade back and got two picks, I think wide receiver Calvin Ridley would make a ton of sense. In the comments section, they're going insane for Christian Kirk. So maybe he's an option. <laughs> I think he's maybe closer to a second round guy, but maybe he sneaks into the first round. Maybe the Bears really like him. All right, we're out of time today. I want to thank Matt for taking the time out of his day to come on and do this show together with us. It's a big project, an experiment, but I think the first one went pretty well. What do you think, Matt? I think it went great. I had a ton of fun. Always always good to interact with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Matt Urich. Matt, thanks for being here today. We're going to close out the show. Thanks, Kev. All right. So as we close out the show, can we take one more look at that poll just to get Bears fans' final opinion on Mitchell Trubisky in a breakout year? There it is. Wow. All right. Who are the four Bears fans who don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to have a breakout year? I know A.A. Ron, the producer, is not one of them. There we go, five. 166 of you and counting saying that Mitchell Trubisky will have a breakout year in 2018, just as Jared Goff did last year, as did Carson Wentz, those second-year quarterbacks. No sophomore slumps around this part, right? We'll see, and make sure you're keeping it locked here where we're talking your team all the time. It's Breaking Bears for the video team. For Matt Yurick, I'm Kevin Boylard, 24-7 Sports.